The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this episode belong solely to the speaker and do not reflect the views of the speaker's employers, organizations, associated groups, or any sponsors of Mind and Design. While we are interested in moving the discussion of mental health forward and normalizing these topics, we are not mental health professionals. And more importantly, we're not your mental health professionals. If you're suffering from a mental health crisis, contact your doctors, call 911 for an emergency, or contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 24 hours a day at 1-800-273-8255. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Plus Design, the show where we find the connection with mental health and creative arts. I'm Bobby, and today I am missing my Valentine, but I'm also the host of the show. Uh, Stephanie couldn't join us today. She's in the middle of a move. I think a lot of you could understand the chaos and crap that goes along with it. So she will be absent for a little while, but she will return to us. Today, we have with us an amazing artist and designer. Uh, his name is Quentin Watkins. Uh, he's a creative from Atlanta, Georgia. He studied graphic design and earned a Bachelor's of Fine Art at Austin P University in 2016. Primarily, uh, he creates work through digital applications like Procreate and our Adobe Creative Suite. His current works explore uh, concepts of altered realities, uh, character designs based from video games, and loose expectations. Hello, Quentin. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm really excited to do this episode, and uh, it's an important episode for us um, because we want to make sure that on our end, we are uh, reaching out to a lot of different artists. Um, I know a lot of people want to kind of stay in their own bubbles, but that's not what we do here. So, uh, Quinn, can you just talk about you as an artist first? Oh my gosh, sure. Uh, so my whole journey of becoming an artist started fairly young. Uh, also, oddly, sometimes I forget that my father is like a small influence to that because he like to do uh, caricatures and like wanted to do like cartoon style drawings and he also did photography too but like I really wanted to do stuff when I started watching anime at late at night and I was like oh that's really cool and then we first got our first computer and I was like oh cool I can use it as a background that is so wild and then I was just like transformed to like want to do more art so I took art classes in high school didn't really take it super serious, but like also I felt like maybe it wasn't like super serious either because they were just like, here, glue, make this snowman. I'm like, what is this, preschool? But more importantly, uh, after that little journey, I didn't do art for a while. I did, I did sports, but then they didn't come back to me until like maybe a couple years after high school and I decided to explore doing graphic design at that point. And that was just one of those things that was just like an eye-opener that was like no graphic design is, is a whole other beast of things to do and I was really excited to just jump into it in my community college years. Where did you go to community college? At the good old Columbia State Community College. 
that was a that was a very interesting couple of years because <laughs> they didn't really have like a program dedicated for graphic design but they did teach like a couple of courses yeah uh taking you back to like uh you know going to through art programs and stuff like that what was that like for you that was it was it wasn't like what I thought what I saw like the movies in the in like uh the college setup in the movies you know mm-hmm. it's like oh I got this like big old circular room no it was just like this really nice like <laughs> uh oh man it's like this like studio space and for some reason like I don't know what happened but at some point in that whole like educational journey like our classes start to merge and so it got wilder like towards my end of time there but I ended up taking like this one study course for like 2D art and then like also was taking like this history of art class that was like all in like one room and it was a little jarring at first but then it felt like uh it just felt like a head rush because it was like so much was just coming at me so fast and I'm like is this my expectations like when I do graduate like or is this what it's gonna be like in the industry itself like it was such a weird like small uh foreshadowing (laughs) but also it wasn't like really for sure if that was like what it really was going to be until it finally happened you know yeah, it, I would speak from my end when I went to Omore College of Design. It definitely, I don't think, I think it was more of like a microchasm of what was going to happen. And I realize now that my professors did as much as they could. But the truth of the matter is you really don't start your education until you graduate. Um, I know nowadays, uh, I've been lucky to work with a lot of young designers and they're getting a lot better of a crash course when it comes to freelance work, um, coming into branding, uh, UI UX stuff, and which, you know, of course I'm a little jealous about, but it does seem like it's this weird roller coaster. Like when you enter those classrooms, like the rest of the world gets cut off. It's such a weird thing. Um, so for an artist, I guess nowadays, do you think that they're, from what you kind of experience, is there anything that's like super important for a lot of our young audience to kind of know, especially as they start their programs? I would say to our young listeners that it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting long shot. It's, if you, if you, if you're willing to put in your self and time because time is going to be your most important currency to yourself as well as to your clients um because at the end of the day if you understand where you're putting your time in everything else falls in place it's going to be uh, how much you're going to be earning how much uh people are going to come to you for your client work especially marketing yourself like i feel like that's one of the things i wish i had honed a little bit better was my time management (laughs) Because it's like, oh, we're all busy. We're all having like jobs or we're all still going to school. We're doing like everything. But it's just, yeah, like you have to understand, you know, we're, there's only 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. And you, you have to make that time. Yeah, that's, that one is a difficult one. I will say that I, I think the, there's some things that happen in 
especially design school that I don't think a lot of other people have to experience. Um, one thing for sure is while other people are writing papers and doing things for completion grades, while writing papers are difficult and everything else, we're constantly under presentations and we can have five presentations in one week, which is so many critiques. And yeah, it's like, I, I'm sorry, I know this is probably triggering, but <laughs> the, the site, like, the psych like psychological damage that you kind of have to experience and it's all like pushed under the rug like oh it's going to make your skin tougher it's going to make your skin tougher like you need to have a tough skin to be in this field and I agree to a certain to a certain aspect but one thing I have noticed is the lack of actual understanding of self-care and how much that it needs to be pushed into uh design education um with design education, and I'm asking this because I know at O'More there was not a lot of diversity, but did you experience any kind of diversity within your school setting? Well, from community college, uh, it wasn't like super, it wasn't like super diverse. Mm -hmm. um, there may be a, a little bit of uh, LGBTQIA plus representation, but also there was a lot of uh, representation of people who are like I would say like super foreign but like now I'm just like where am I going with that I just remember that there was this one guy that I was in uh in class with he was like some South Africa but very much white passing but it was just like oh this is cool like someone who's from a different country is here learning how to do this thing but then like going to university at Austin P, it was like, okay, a little bit more diversity is happening. You know, there's a couple more other black people in the class and are definitely have inclusion of more Asian, Hispanic. And I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? But it also still felt like it was just like this, this overwhelmingness of like majority. And it was just like, it didn't feel like a super loss, but also felt like, are we still having to uh, do twice as much of the work? You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard I've heard this from a previous student before, which is when they are like doing something that represents their culture, their race, their ethnicity, when they're doing work on those standpoints, when they are presented with um, a white professor and the professor is like, I don't get your concept. Yes. I don't understand. And a part of me when I've heard that was like a part of me just immediately goes into of course like well did you explain it well enough but then I'm realizing that's conditioning and then mm -hmm. I'm part of me goes no because you're not going to understand it that you're not the audience that I'm going for so that did you kind of ever experience anything kind of on those lines where you were presenting something and the professor is like, it's never going to work in the real world or whatever. Like you're just getting feedback based off of, I guess, you know, this like white conditioning. I had a couple, I had a couple of those experiences and I was just like, oh, come on, give it a chance. <laughs> like oddly enough, one experience was I was making these like tiki like designs for like, uh, I think it was a greeting card. And it was just like this weird thing of like, what do you mean you don't understand the concept like it's a greeting card it just has tiki like 
some kind of aesthetic of the um of 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 whole oh my gosh my brain is like like functioning like in a different time zone right now but um the hawaiian experience right Mm-hmm. and the people that live there I'm just like this is their culture like hello like I'm trying to utilize different sense of culture to make an impact but it's like it's so hard to like not only me being black and queer talking about someone else's culture but also like taking a piece of someone else's culture and trying to explain to someone who is like white and then it's just like why is it going over your head like especially in a field where like art is very subjective graphic design is to a limit subjective, but has its own form and function. So what was the part where you didn't understand that this is a greeting card and it, it may say something in a different language, but people will understand that, hey, oh, this is a greeting card. It says, hello, <laughs> come on. Right, I mean, sometimes the simplest explanations or simplest solutions, we don't always have to go to like these super like conceptual areas. Sometimes, Sometimes it just needs to be at face value. Um, would you say, uh, I guess my question is, what would you say to those professors if maybe you were out of body experience, you were able to kind of view the whole thing, how would you kind of interject um, with those professors? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's always, it feels so hard to like interject because it makes, makes them feel like you're defending something. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, for me, it feels like, am I taking it too far if I'm defending it for personal reasons? Am I taking it too far if I'm defending it for the critique itself? Like, where is that gray area where um, if I am trying to have like a teaching moment for them without making it sound so defensive, where, where can I pull that from? And that's the hard tug and pull there because I could say, well, yes, this is simply just a greeting card with a different aesthetic that is definitely geared towards a different culture, not yours, but then it's like where the commentary would have to be that uh, I'm not using something correct with that, right? So then it's just like understanding that and then trying to explain it to them without it still going over their head is just, it's just it feels like it's just a complicated almost mess to me. Mm. Because then, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh. I was just about to say, like, it also seems like it's a little bit of a defeating feeling. Oh, yeah. I I would probably say, like, it's it's been such a learning experience on my end, uh, kind of being this person who, you know, the world in the past few years has started to open up where a lot more discussions are finally happening hopefully more action is starting to follow with it but it does seem like when I look back at my experience with it I realized I never had to experience it so when my student came to me and was talking about this I could see the light behind their eyes start to dim because of that moment bringing them back to that moment understanding like what about what I'm doing is wrong? Uh, I guess like picking up now, uh, can you talk about transferring uh, where you were as a student going into the professional world? Like what are things that you didn't know uh, that you kind of wish you did know? 
well, let me let me transport you to 2016. <laughs> uh, a lot of things I wish I had known. Pretty much, it's, it's such a weird mix because even when I was getting my education, I was still like kind of being attentive to things that are going on in the design world, like whether that was just from freelancing, watching some YouTube videos, learning from podcasts. It still felt like uh, it felt very like underwhelming to where it's like, okay, all this information, what am I going to do with it afterwards? Can I start my own business? Sure. Could I go and get more clients? Maybe. It's all just up in the air. But then it's like you're introduced to all these other things. Like uh, uh, I know there was uh, something we talked about, like was Fiverr or Upwork, and you're just trying like to find work and you're just trying to get your feet off the ground. It's like people are still not willing to almost not give you much of a chance because you're just like oh they just see you as a stew a freshly like new bud in the world and I'm just like okay but <laughs> you know you, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta ground somewhere um something that really got me was just in that time span graduating it felt like there was just new technology that was just becoming more available technology was just advancing way quicker than uh, what we've been taught and it's at that moment I realized that oh uh, not only is this going to be an ongoing forever learning adventure but the educational system doesn't really prepare you as much for it feels like utilizing your time for your interest if that makes weird sense because you know it's always like that curriculum thing you're doing the you're doing the five presentations but like what about you as an individual like at the end of the day uh, when you graduate, you won't have this anymore. So then you have to utilize that time to be like, okay, now I got to learn this new thing because this is what the industry is calling for. Um, fast forwarding to today, you know, now we talk about the ever so dreaded NFTs, but, <laughs> you know, that's a whole weird niche market, but it's a market, not one I want to promote, but one that it was like this escape for digital artists. But then you look back and say, well, there was Fiverr and Upwork. What happened to that? Like, what was that for that cause? But it's still there. Um, but all these transitions and stuff, like learning more UX UI, because that's even more in demand now, it almost feels like the competition is getting more and more competitive than I feel like I wasn't ready for like when I think of the design experience I think of what I was taught you know they were talking about people who were like just on cardboard doing like simple designs and stuff and I was like, oh that's so cool and now it's just like whoa it's a whole nother beast going forward yeah I can relate um as somebody who's gonna start a UIUX certification training uh within the year it's there is a lot more um there's things that like pull from things that I've learned when it came to like information architecture, pulling in and being a little more in the forefront. I feel like, especially with branding now, there is so much more of an emphasis of understanding your audience and breaking it up into kind of three parts where it's, you are the master of the craft of the art and creative. Your client is the master of the business, but your audience is your master of your brand. And you need to understand all three aspects. You got to find that middle point. Um, but it's to graduate, I think, from design school with the understanding or the thought that I'm 
100% ready, I think is a fallacy. I think something else that kind of we don't experience, especially from us who are lower SES or uh, other uh, minority groups, um, the amount of privilege that others have almost immediately um, from being born into connection, being born into a certain privilege where they can take time to go find things while the rest of us have to work retail and still do freelance and other things. Um, can you speak anything on those lines of like experiencing anything like that after you graduated? Oh yeah. Um, where was it? What happened? It was, it was just, uh, I know I had applied. I know when I graduated, I applied for this job. They were just like, okay, Hey, we need more experience from you. And I was like, okay, whatever, basic job. But, uh, I think at that point, it was just realizing that after that application, I started doing more applications, started to do more and more and more. And it just felt like the same thing over and over again. And it's just like, okay. But then every now and then I hear from someone saying, oh, I got this job and I got this job. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. You got this job within you know, a few applications, whatever. I'm still going through applications, applications. It just goes back to that whole thing of like, I feel like I have the work twice as hard to get the same thing as my like white counterpart and you know the vice versa could be have said but then it's just like I just wouldn't understand where that's coming from other than like if you saw someone of color have that success and you didn't as a white person it's almost like it's almost discounting the experience because as all designers yeah we go through that but understanding like the people of color who do design it is it feels a lot more uh difficult to get some things done to get to places and it's like I know I was just listening to uh I think it was during the Adobe Max I was listening to one of the presentations and it just it it, it shook me a little bit that I, I guess Vogue had their first like African-American woman do a photo shoot for them. And I was like, really? The first time? And it's like 2021? Like y'all been in business for a while. Why, why was that like the first time? Which made me think again, like, oh my God, all the times I've applied for places, like, is it going to take me that long? And then always hearing, even from like other people, uh, it just felt like, even if I'm having like a down day of like, oh man, I'm tired of doing my 50th application like us oh, taking forever to get a job they're just like oh it just takes time and I'm like girl time <laughs> my bills don't care about time <laughs> but also my career is just one thing that's just on this time span you know it's like when people look at me and be like well why is this big gap in your career and it's like well you know nobody wanted to hire me and then it's going to make them think more about, well, what are you doing for your career now? And it's like, oh, whoa, hold on. <laughs> I tried, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you're bringing out some really like, powerful points that I think even as a way designer with privilege can also pull out, which is the fact of like people bringing up the point, well, it just takes time. It just takes time. And it's like, there is still a level of privilege and there is a level of luck that people do have. Um, I also think that with recruiters and I've learned this uh, on the 
uh, where the Black Designers Conference um, that a lot more recruitment opportunities or practices are really antiquated, especially when they're asking, you know, employees, do you have a friend? That doesn't expand out to different groups of people to find who is actually going to be a big fit for this job, who's going to bring in a different perspective, who's going to do whatever. And it almost, it, it, like I'm a big person with feeling, like I love expressing feeling, but it's almost on those lines of just like, why try? And I don't know, I, I don't know if I still have an answer for it because I am currently looking for work and it does feel like there are times where it's 2012 when I graduated all mm -hmm. over again. And I'm like, when are we, when are we as a community of designers, marketers, um, you know, software engineers, everybody that falls into our lines, UI UX designers, everybody, when are we going to start realizing like these practices are completely antiquated and they are completely disseminating. And if we are here for social, if we are here to actually make a social impact, when are we going to start doing it? Um, I guess that kind of leads into like my next question with that is uh, with our community, uh, one of our first episodes is all about community. Um, how would you describe the design community from a Black queer perspective? Ooh, I waited for this one. <laughs> Ooh, it is. It, it feels very oddly exclusive. And I say that because I had an experience back when I was in Atlanta. We went to one of those like buzz meetups. It was at one of these really like cool design firms, whatever. And I just remember uh, I, I met the team of like people who worked there and it was just like four little petite white women. Very sweet, very, very, very amazing. Uh, I swear to you, I couldn't tell them all apart because they literally like had the same hairstyle, hair, same hair color. And I was like, y'all had the same build. I'm like, are y'all like quadruplets? I wasn't sure, but they really were just like, they were a fascinating group just to like all in. And I went and I asked a question. I was like, oh, you know, I introduced myself, say hello, whatever. And I was like, oh, this is really nice design. I like what, you know, is here. And they're like, yeah, this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like that question of like, what do you do? And then I was like, I do my whole spiel. And it just felt like, it felt like a weird thing. Like when I was asking that, it was just like, what are you going to expect me, expect of me to like be as a creative if I said this? Because then the answer just kind of, after the answer, it was just kind of like this, oh. And then it was just kind of like quiet for a bit and then, you know, just scatter about whatever. But <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, like what, what was so enriching about that? Because it made me feel like, okay, yeah, this is one of many experiences, but it feels like it's just a continued revolving of, okay, if I'm if you're asking me what I do and uh, it doesn't really feel like it resonates with you, then I feel like that's almost a little bit of a problem in the community is like, there's not enough, res there's not enough resonance. It's like, I'll either do this or okay, I don't care too much. I'm just gonna walk away 
or, you know, like at least be a little bit invested because, you know, it could be the next step in the community's future, you know, but it just makes you feel like it just feels so exclusive because like, what if I was a white person coming, you saying the same thing? I feel like maybe you would have had more interest in that. I don't know, but it just made me feel like, did you expect me to say something like, oh, I write music and I do X, Y, Z, insert uh, some kind of stereotype of what you think a black person would do. I don't know, what, what, would, what would have been the response after that? But yeah, I just wish that the design community would be more inclusive of like all these different practices people can bring in from different cultures, you know? This episode of Mind and Design was created and distributed with Anchor. Big thanks to Anchor for providing an easy platform to create and share with the world on. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, fire up a browser window and hit up anchor.fm to check it out.